I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello everyone and welcome back to everyone's favourite podcast, Failing Better, with me, Johnny Pelham, and me, me Sean McLaughlin, <laughs> and together we are Failing, Failing Better. Ah, oh, good to be back, isn't it, Johnny? Good to be back on everyone's favourite podcast. I think that's a really good tagline. Yeah. I think everyone's favourite podcast. The sad thing about that is it also includes... The sort of terrible people, but I guess you know when you're as funny as us, when you're as broad and funny as us, you're going to sweep up a few of the dregs of society. That's going to happen, you know. We're a favourite of uh, Ted Cruz, but we're also a favourite of the Pope. Of so... Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> From Ted Cruz to Tom Cruise, we're everyone's favourite podcast. We're, <laughs> we're on every yacht going. <laughs> oh God. Um, anyway, good to be back, listeners. Twice in one week. This proves that we mean business, I think. Don't you think? We mean, yeah, we mean we mean business. We're going to the top. And we're, we're not going to stop until we're there. Yeah, we're never going to stop. We're never going to stop. Because oh, we're never going to reach the top. Yeah. <laughs> oh, until we get a bit in and think, God, we're both knackered and stop for a bit again. Yeah, I mean, that could also happen. Um, I think uh, we forgot to mention in our first comeback episode that we have a new theme tune. So we should say, listeners, listeners, don't cancel that doctor's appointment. Cancel that ear, that ear analysis. <laughs> Do you think how many people even got ear analysis after hearing different sound <laughs> I think they called up their GP and they went, "I need, I need an ear analysis." Stat, stat, <laughs> because I've been listening to failing better, and it sounds like they've got a new theme tune, but that can't be true because they never mentioned it. Mm. But now we've mentioned it, you can you can cancel us. Let's ease the strain on the NHS. <laughs> I mean, the amount of strain that we're giving them. First of all, all the people asking for mental health because we stopped the podcast. Then we yeah, bring yeah. it back and we're immediately gaslighting them with this new theme tune. We're a complex podcast, but you just have to jump on board. That's why we're everyone's favourite podcast. That's what Ted Cruz, that's what the Cruises <laughs> like about us, is our complexity. They can never They can never sit still with us. Do you think Ted Cruz and Tom Cruise are related in spite of their surnames being differently spelt? <laughs> I, I think they are. I think the Ted Cruz and Tom Cruise are related. I, 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 it would explain Ted Cruz's bitterness <laughs> and sort of just 
utter contempt for the human race if he was like Tom Cruise's loser brother. <laughs> no, he's always as good looking as Tom. I want to see that film. Because Ted Cruz could become the president of America. And it'd be funny if that was, you know, like, Tom Cruise sort of overshadowed him at school. And eventually Ted Cruz became the president of America and ruined America. I don't think Ted Cruz is becoming the president. Ted Cruz is the most pathetic man. Because didn't Trump, like, insult his wife? Yeah. And then he was, like, sucking his ass later on <laughs> in, the, in the election. If, like, if Trump, Trump, you're welcome to insult my wife all you want, but I'm going to stand up to you, okay? Yeah. And that's and we're your favourite podcast. Yeah, we're Trump's favourite <laughs> podcast. Trump, you've got to change some of your policies, man. Why are you so hateful? Why not build a... But not build a wall, build some love. Or build massive speakers pumping out feeling better to America <laughs> in the prisons. Look, listen, listen. Trump, we will back you. If you agree to just build massive speakers to go in the prisons and pump out failing better. You want to get immigrants out of America 24-7 feeling better. No one's... The Mexicans will get straight back to Mexico. Yeah. Also, pump it in Guantanamo Bay. Think of the confessions that you'll get. Yeah, it was me. It was all me. I'm Bin Laden. <laughs> I'd like to think that American counterintelligence is... I mean, I know America's a pretty dumb country in many ways. I'd like to think they're not so dumb as to get <laughs> random people in Guantanamo Bay and ask them if they're Bin Laden. <laughs> Confess! But you already killed Bin Laden! <laughs> Confess! How much... I think I'd, I'd confess to anything under torture. I mean, that's why it doesn't work, isn't it? Because I, I would say anything. Like, if they were like, where's the bomb? And I had no idea what the bomb is. I'd be like, it's under the White House. You've got to get there. Like, I'd just lie about everything. It's, it's under the White House. <laughs> Where's the bomb? It's under the White House. They don't just let you go then. I think if they you do. Say I think... That, they just let you go. It's like, all right, well, in that case, on your pop. How do you think you'd do under torture, Sean? I, I, I honestly, I think I'd be di- I'd die of shock even just by looking at someone who's about to torture me. So I think I'd probably fare well because I would just die so quickly. Yeah, that's a skill in a way. That's a skill. That's a helpful skill. They I definitely say... can't teach that. They definitely can't teach that. No, your cowardice is 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 na- natural, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm watching this TV show at the minute, and it's all about spies and like counter and like people getting caught. What, what's and... it called? Spies. It's <laughs> it's all about spies. <laughs> I'm watching The Americans. Have you ever watched The Americans? I haven't. No. It's bloody good. Is it good? It, yeah, but it's like it makes. It makes being a spy look like a horrible, horrible life. Um, I'm sure it is too. And also because like if you were, the hardest thing about being a spy, I think, is that you couldn't tell people you're a spy, which is a clearly very cool job. And mm. t- I'd be like, look, I know I'm saying I'm an accountant, but I'm really a spy. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to. It's so cool. Yeah. I'd have to tell someone. Yeah. It is weird that when you go, yeah, I can't. I literally can't tell you my job. Yeah. And then your job, you have to fade into the background. So your job would have to be something boring like accountant. Or... In, the, in this show, they're travel agents. Yeah, exactly. That's their so front, just... is their travel agents. Then but that, meet... To me, that's a very exciting job. Would you like to be a travel You can be a travel agent. Meet holiday goers. Yeah, if you really wanted a boring job, you'd say I'm a podcast host, to be honest. I think this is the most enjoyable job I've ever had in my life. <laughs> well, look, all I'm saying, I'm not saying that me and Johnny are actually spies. But... Dun, um... dun, dun. <laughs> I think my sister might be a spy. Have I talked about this on the podcast before? That is before? An absolutely enormous thing to drop <laughs> at this stage of what has been a pretty middling episode of Failing Better. Johnny, I think we're about to take this episode to the top of the iTunes charts. Hello. You think your sister is a spy? 
Can I just say, let's hope this doesn't. This isn't the one that goes wildly popular. In case she is a spy. Do you want to save this chat for the Patreon? I don't. I. 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 I don't. I think there's eighty percent chance she isn't a spy, but there's a sm- She's just always. She's eighty. She's a math. She isn't though. That means there's a twenty percent chance she is a spy. Well, she studies maths, and then she's now. She's always in like geopolitical. She like studies. She teaches abroad at like private schools, and she's always at hot spots like around the world she was in hong kong just before um it went then she went to yemen just when they thought the king was gonna die and there, there was loads of fear about like british influence uh Christ. ending in yemen then she is in china over covid and then now she's in egypt admittedly nothing i know of is happening in egypt but still it's still a geopolitical yeah it's the cop 27s there is it yeah, the mass. Are you not aware of that? The biggest climate change thing is happening in Egypt right now. I actually don't Not believe in climate change. <laughs> if you if you want the if you want the world to get uh, a bit colder, just uh, open a fridge. <laughs> well, uh, let's hope that her spy training is better at deflection than her brother's. <laughs> but, I so I think she she does sound like she could be a spy. I'm not. Is she like in is she in very good physical condition? She's not, but I think I imagine most spying isn't actually. I think most of it's probably just like setting up little computers now, and then like you know what I mean. Like, I how does she for... take her martinis? Do you ever um, make her martinis? And... All the it? time. What... It's... Yeah, yeah. Make a martini, and what does she say? What? How does she have it? Well, she doesn't. She she'd normally prefer something like a margarita. So if I, if I made a her pizza, a... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if I if I say what drink do you want tonight, she says I'll have a margarita pizza. Please. <laughs> I'll have a full margarita pizza straight in the blender. Pop it down at, the garlic. At night out, man, she has eight of them. She's absolutely wild. Does she have it shaken, not stirred? I suppose that's the point I was trying to get across. Um, yeah, I think most shaken. Yeah, yeah, most people do that. Though, don't okay, they? Okay, well that's a. F- I'm just going to write a note of this, Johnny. That's a f- big tick in the old she's a spy column. Yeah, yeah. How does also, she introduce herself if she meets? Like, if I was to meet her. Would she it's, be like? Would she be Pelham, like, oh, Catherine Pelham? Pelham, and she Catherine gets invited Pelham. to every single James Bond screening, the premiere. So I've, I've never really thought about that before, but she does get every single James Bond screening. She's invited. Do you think that it's only spies get to go to James Bond screenings? Do you think no, it's, like I, a tra- it's like a training video for them? I imagine they send a few spies. It's like, a, well done, you're doing really well. Go to the premiere of James Bond. You foiled another coup. Go to see James Bond. You've taken with- down another cyber terrorist. Who yeah. has inexplicable links to your past life? Congratulations! As a result, <laughs> you get to go watch No Time to Die. I, no, I thank you. That... I'd rather watch Despicable Me too. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. All right. We need to we need to go over this a bit more. Um, so she does that. Does she? I'm trying to think of other things that James Bond does. I don't really like James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> um, she regularly has sex with and then treats models uh, horribly. Mm. Does, do you ever do you ever like look over at her? Yeah. And just 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 sort of for for no apparent reason she's just sort of walking in like a white circle. Just she's just in a white circle in a bit in a pitch black room. And my whole go, childhood. My whole you childhood. Go, you go, wait, Catherine, and she tells you how she shoots you right in the face. My whole childhood. It was a nightmare. And uh, her car has got an eject seat. Found that out the hard way. <laughs> Just on the M62 in a motorway. What does this button do? <laughs> if she's a spy, then you are like the worst spy brother. I'm like I... Johnny English. 
we're both spying. I'm Johnny English. She's James Bond. She's Catherine I think Bond. He's, I think she... I'm not ge- genuinely. I'm not joking. She does sound like she could be a spy. Because what does she tell you? Her job is that she's a tutor. maths teacher. They don't have maths in Egypt. <laughs> I don't even know what maths is. It doesn't add up. Um, this is an incredible. Can we get her on the pod? I don't. She's not. I don't think. I mean, I think either way, she won't be keen to talking about this. <laughs> it'd be a good. Uh, it'd be good. It'd be good to know how susceptible she is to torture. Yeah. 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 That's very exciting. Imagine if she is a spy. Imagine if she's not a spy, but someone in Egypt government hears about this and talks because they think she might be a spy. Well, he's a bit of a despot, that bloke in Egypt, isn't he? He's not a nice boy. He's not a good egg. Do you think that could happen? It's like, well, now that might get my sister tortured. Well, look, we are everyone's (laughs) favourite podcast. But away from that, cards on the table, I don't think... I mean, how many world leaders do you think listening to this podcast? I mean, shocked if it was anything under than 50. I mean, I guess I'm including Obama that... and Clinton in that, so they're probably they're not real leaders anymore, are they? So maybe a few Blair. Yeah. Blair's always emailing in, isn't he? Blair, Blair emails in. Failing, uh, is it failingbetterpod at gmail dot com? Yeah, yeah. So you too can email in. You don't have to be a world leader, but we we do take your emails less seriously unless you've been in charge of, of what I would describe as well, one of the G twenty. I mean, really, that's what yeah, we're yeah. after. Yeah. You know, like obviously we will respond if you're like. Switzerland's leader, but we're not responding as fast as we are to Putin. We're straight, we're straight back to Putin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Saying, Putin, please stop. <laughs> Putin, Putin's on the highest tier of our Patreon. Yeah. Uh, you, oh, that uh, is so. Um, that's so high. You can't actually access it. You know, you you have to have a secret. You have to have one of those like black cards, or you know, like Mastercard or whatever it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. An American he's, black. He's basically paying us in nuclear warheads. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Maybe that's why my sister's been hanging around me recently. She's trying to get the scope on what Putin's doing. Maybe that's how Putin discovered it. Is one of the KGB agents kidnapped your sister, tortured her. I went, ah, oh, don't look at my Spotify. And he goes, oh, it's feeling better. Listen to it. I went, oh, it must be code for something. <laughs> it's interesting you think that Russian generals are meerkats. I like that. <laughs> hmm. Tell me, do you have any cheaper car insurance? <laughs> um, that's fucking cool that your sister's a spy. How do you become a spy? Is it, isn't it still like they approach you like at uni or something? I think you can apply. I genuinely think you can apply. Can I? I think, s- yeah, must be. But I also, I, I, but I guess there also will be. They probably do approach you at like Oxford or Cambridge or something. What you didn't? Your sister went to. No, she just s- went. No, she went to Glasgow. But she went to McGill in. Yeah, she Montreal, did. Yeah, didn't she, she did. Yeah, yeah. See, that's like Canadian Oxford, isn't it? I think it's pretty good. I don't know how good, but I think it's. And pretty it's good. Commonwealth, so I, you know, there'd have been agents of the crown knocking about McGill, definitely. Wow, so it's exciting. So yeah, my sister's a spy. Don't tell anyone. Listen, it's right. This is a, look. I've taught you in confidence here. Do not tell anyone else. My sister's a spy. That is such a good angle for a podcast. Why? <laughs> why are we doing this one that used to be self-help? This could be bigger than my dad wrote. A, my dad wrote a book. My sister's a spy is better. But the thing is, uh, the, my dad wrote a porno with a lot of content based on the porno, but I, I don't think we have much content. I could just give, I could s- Skype with my sister every week and then. Se- secretly record it, release it for commercial use. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Cause an international incident. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like a shit comedy from like the 90s. It does. 
<laughs> My sister's a spy. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> the dopey spy's brother. Boop, boop. Dopey? What do you mean? Do you mean the hans- handsome... I would be the handsome heartthrob. My sister would be the spy who's sort of fine. And, uh, you know, then I-, I save the day. That's... How old is your sister? She is 34. Bloody hell. Yeah. Same age as old Sean McLaughlin, actually. Really? I yeah. always think you're my age, but you're not. You're you're much older. Well, not much older. How old are you? You're 31, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so much older. It's quite old. It's like quite a lot older. Three years of life. I suppose so. I've not really packed much into those three years. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still living, leading what is effectively a, a 22-year-old's existence. I, I found it amazing that I'm an adult. You know what I mean? Like, like I think mm. if I was twenty now, I'd think, yeah, I, I need to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get my shit together pretty, pretty soon. I actually did some very adult things yesterday. I'll talk what, about it. What did you do, Johnny? For the first time in my life, I bought slippers. <laughs> I bought a bathrobe. I bought a dressing gown. I bought two dressing gowns yesterday, Johnny. That's Do you have any mad. fucking idea? What made you get two? Were you thinking you wanted to be like Hugh Hefner? No, I basically... Well, I bought a bathrobe and a dressing gown, so I don't know. But I have, a, it, feeling, I have a feeling that the bathrobe I bought is actually a dressing gown. You but, bought a bathrobe, a dressing gown, and a pornography magazine. <laughs> a pornography magazine. <laughs> and I bought a disgruntled palace. <laughs> And you've got a hell of a lot of lawsuits, I imagine. So that's exciting. So you're wandering around the house in your robe now? I've never, ever, ever allowed myself to indulge in these sort of comforts in my life. That was always a joke about me, like at uni when I had house shares and stuff, is I never wore, like, casual clothes. I always wore jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I always... Yeah, within reason. I mean, I knew you'd pick up on that. I wore tuxedos to bed, Johnny. Do you understand what I'm saying? You were never nude. No, no, I'm not a never nude. You love being nude. Well, how would how would you describe your feeling towards being nude? <laughs> I wouldn't say it's something I look forward to. I give you that. <laughs> I wouldn't say I wouldn't say you're seeing me at my best. But um, I, yeah, I completely agree. The naked, my naked body is a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> so you bought the boat. What made you? What inspired these purchases? Then what? It's made coming you... up to Christmas. It's not coming up to Christmas, but like my work year. Is winding down somewhat. <laughs> You've just got a robe to lie. I just, in. I've just decided I want to just relax so hard. I'm wearing slippers right now. I've never owned a pair of slippers in my life. That is I've not a never joke. owned a pair of slippers. I've never owned a pair of slippers. I'm wearing them right now. It's starting to get cold in my flat, and I'm like, right, I'm getting up. I'm cold. What, what am I doing? There's people out there with dressing gowns. They're living the life of Riley. <laughs> I, I, I act like dressing gowns are like this incredible, like what, what a sense of the upper crust where dressing gowns. <laughs> so I went out there, I bought a bathrobe, I bought a dressing gown, uh, I bought slippers, new socks. I was Whoa. gonna buy pajamas, but genuinely I think my wife would have left me if I'd spent that much on myself in a day. <laughs> I mean, you deserve to spend that much money. You, you earn it, you bring it on the bacon. Why not spend some of that bacon on comfort? It was very stressful though, I've got to say. It was How very stressful. Well, I was in M&S. <laughs> of course, I'm I'm trying on various various bathrobes. I've gone au naturel to try them on. I've got my stilts to try to pass you the, the clothing. <laughs> Do you know what, Johnny? Do you know what? Can we just leave it this time? 
Oh, Sol, Sol. I'm not that tall. You're not that tall. You're just a normal man. Do you know what? Actually, weirdly, I I was going to order this stuff off online, <laughs> and I thought I have a feeling I'm extra large and not large, and it's going to upset me if I order large and it's too small. I but actually, a large was fine. Was it? Well, that's good. Yeah, because I'm not a freak, so just no, don't worry about it. You're not a freak. I think the listeners really, truly, it's really important. He's Sean's not a freak. We must remember that when we're talking to him or dealing with him in any way. I hate this podcast <laughs> so much. So how? So I don't even. Do you have? Than, do you have dressing gowns? Do you have no, bathrobes? Do you have anything like that? Do you wear pajamas? No, I have pajamas. Okay, but I don't have. Um, and what's the difference between a dressing gown and a bathrobe? I don't know. I think what one of them you get wet and one of them you don't. <laughs> that would make sense. One of them is just a towel. Do you think you ever have a point when you get out of your bathrobe straight into your dressing gown? Because that feels like quite a luxurious sort of... That is exactly how I want to be living, basically, from the end of November till February 2023. I love it. I, I that's, that's all really I want. Positive. That's all I want. And so, I'm, yeah, so that's a very mature thing. I, I do worry it's the sort of beginning of my decline. Like, I, I still look at myself as like a hip young party goer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I am delusional. I am delusional. But you go to a lot of music, though, don't you? I go, like, to, you go music, to music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Even yeah. the way I said that, the way I said you go to a lot of music, it's like a seventy-year-old who's like, like, what? You go to a lot of music, though, so you are young. You go to a lot of the hip, hip, hip hop, hip hop <laughs> concerts. Um. So I would, re- I would strongly recommend it. I'd strongly recommend get yourself down there to TK Maxx or Marks and Spencers. Get on a dressing gown. Do you just... think it's improved your life? Well, I've had it for about 12 hours. <laughs> so, But it actually has... This morning I woke up, I put my little cold toes <laughs> into a lovely warm slipper and I popped on my little dressing gown and I looked at the mirror and I thought, yeah, yeah, today, today is going to be a good day, actually. I think we should do brand uh, failing better nightwear. I think we. I. Do you know what? I'm really glad you said that, Johnny. I think we should do nightwear. I think we should do Victorian style night dresses. Yeah, yeah. With little hats like Scrooge. I love maybe, it. Maybe branded like uh, what are they called? Like candle holders. <laughs> I don't what know they, what they are. I you know, know those what... little candle holders that Scrooge has. Oh, I see what you're saying. I think they are called candle holders. Yeah. Yeah. I think we do that, and I think. Um... I think we can have... Like, I, I think if I was to ever wear a dressing gown, I'd pretend to be a wizard for at least a little bit. Because mm. I feel like that's the sort of clothes wizards wear. Mm. So maybe we can have some sort of wizard, like... Uh, something wizardy. Do you want to help me, Sean? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm happy to let you finish this sentence, Johnny. I'm happy to let you just finish this thought. Yeah, I think mean, we can have something wizardy. Like a wizard. The only thing I realised when I started talking about wizards and cloaks and stuff is it does sound a bit like the KKK. <laughs> Which I think, <laughs> we should, I think we should steer away from. I think we should have white cloaks <laughs> branded with failing better. <laughs> You're failing uh, better white cloaks. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be good. We could have, we could have like a a, a big T for time to podcast. <laughs> And families can burn those to get, stay warm in the winter. Yeah, I think mean, that's really smart. I mean, that's what we should do. We should we should claim back the KKK hood and make it for Failing Better pod. 
I, I would say most of society would listen and go, that's actually less respectful. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's a, it's a shame that the that the KKK hood has been degraded like this by being associated with failing better. It's everyone's favourite podcast, including the Grand Wizard of the... Isn't they called, what are they called? They're sort of really weird, the heads of KKK. They have Grand Wizard, Grand Dragon. Grand Dragon. It feels so childish. Like, it's so peculiar to me that such hatred was sort of so intertwined with such a silly name. I don't really know much about the old KKK, you know. I just know they were bad and They are, they're still, pumping, I mean, they're still going. And they're still bobbing around. Yeah, I mean, I think they're, they're, their numbers are, are very, very low now. Well, I guess the, the the KKK is such old racism that now there's like new races, like you know what I mean, like yeah, like the the, the ideas are still yeah, like, mate, like matrix racism, like yeah, 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 yeah sitting yeah. underground, like typing into a laptop, listening to Fatboy Slim, like do 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 do, yeah, and someone looks at you and just goes, "This ain't your daddy's racism," bam 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 bam, bam like that. I love it. I love it. I love what you're saying. I love where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've gone down a wormhole. I think we have as well. Um, what have you been up to, Johnny? I Speaking of worms going into the hole, what have you been up to? Uh, I don't really see how this refers to worms in anywhere. I've been to London. Didn't you, see you. You Sorry didn't see me. That. Don't worry about it. Did you consider sending me a message at all? Or? The problem was I was, I, I was going down there for George Zach's birthday. George Zach, a very funny man. Comedian. Greek. Funny looking. <laughs> Am I right? No, he's, he's quite handsome actually, um, and uh, <laughs> and he he said I was a bad friend to him, Sean. Because was I never he being get... serious? Yeah, he said he was like like Johnny, you never get in touch with me anymore. What is going on? And I thought, <laughs> really, is that your impression of him? Yeah, God, hey. you are a bad friend. I... <laughs> hey. Take the halloumi like... out your mouth, George. Yeah, you Greek freak. Um, anyway, <laughs> he um. He got in touch with me and was like, I think you're a bad friend. So then I travelled all the way down to London for his birthday. I was the only one hanging out with him and he did four gigs. And and it turned out he'd just been in Manchester earlier on in the week. So I could have got a tram to see him instead of spending £100 on train fare to go down and see him do four gigs. And he kept going, Johnny, I've made so much money today. <laughs> and I was like, great. I've just... This is like... So I felt like I needed to be with George that's why I didn't get in contact with you Sean no I appreciate that and do you feel like this has taught you something about friendship about the nature of friendship yeah what do you, what do you think you've learned about where you went wrong and where you went right I think where I went right was I made a bold audacious move to try and help my friendship with George mm-hmm. where I went mm-hmm. wrong was not asking him more plans on what was going to happen during the day <laughs> and also not saying to him have you been? Are you going to be? Or have you been in Manchester any time recently? <laughs> so I wouldn't have to get the train down to see you. <laughs> I mean, I think if you're sent a message from a from a guy saying you've been a bad friend recently, <laughs> you haven't had any contact, and your first response is, "Have you been or are you going to be in Manchester?" <laughs> well, he'd been there for like a week. I got done. He went. I've just been in Manchester for the last week. I was like, "Well, what? What the fuck are we doing here then? <laughs> like, what the fuck are we? Why have I taken a three-hour train journey to come and see you in London if you've been where I live for the past week?" And so you went around all of George's gigs. Did you then have a night out? Did you get to enjoy pints in London town? Yeah, we went to. Um, we tried to get into heaven, and we didn't have ID, so we ended up going to another club till wow, three a.m. That is, that is actually that could be you. Could, that's actually almost a very satirical comment about Why, what? the real heaven. 
Imagine that. Oh, God. And do you think yeah. you'd go to heaven, Sean? You're a Catholic, aren't you? So you asked that in the last episode. It's fucking Good weird. Up. It's weird that you've asked that two episodes in a row. <laughs> what did you say in the last episode? I said, I don't know. All right. You're not, Sean. You're not. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just got... That's, what, call. that's why you're not. Who is it? <laughs> Don't know, no idea. Unknown number. Get him on Saint, the pod. Probably, get... probably Saint Peter. <laughs> so get, get him, him on, on the, the pod. pod. Yeah. No, I'm get... not doing that. Um, all right. Um, sorry, I'm just going to put that on mute. So wait, you tried to get into heaven, the, the the nightclub. The nightclub, and we couldn't. We didn't have IDs. Can you think my face would be an ID? Because like, if I'm 17, what the fuck? Has happened to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think they were being kind to you both. I think, oh yeah, you need a ID. Yeah. I think they were being kind to both of you. Because yeah, heaven's, kicked... heaven's a very slick, cool, like gay club for like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very handsome, very cool members of the LGBT plus. But it's why I thought I would fit in. But there's when you go in London. It's very London's a shit night out. I think. Would you agree with that? I would not agree with that at all. Because in Manchester, what? in Manchester, if you like get you know. Everywhere's open till 3 or 4 a.m. In London, nowhere's open past, I, like, midnight. That's one thing I definitely agree with you with. London, in the centre, is really hard after midnight. It's, it's really shit. hard. You do need to know where to go. I mean, I do know a few places to go, but actually, outside of... course you do, Sean. Of... You're Sean McLaughlin. You're I'm just in, all, you're in your Soho house. Yeah, they, 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 they keep places open. They go, <laughs> we were meant to close an hour ago, but for you, we, we, we risk the fines. I go, thank you very much. As I'll, expected. Have, uh, I'll have two chicken and chip, please, sir. <laughs> what is your donna meat like? <laughs> I'll have a can of the house Fanta. <laughs> no, but actually, regional London, or not regional, but neighbourhoods, is much better. Is like round up, round up, like round where we are, or like Stockwell, Brixton. There are usually a few late night places. But London is shit. Like definitely compared to the rest of the UK and the rest of the world, London is pretty poor in terms of after twelve o'clock. It's hard. Do you think that's just because rent's so high, or like what? Do you, or like licensing? I have no idea. I think it's a mixed yeah, cultural thing. Licensing is probably a big. Because even Soho, in my head, Soho is like the wildest place in the UK. It's like you know, and then you go, and then it's shut by midnight. Yeah, there is. There are places I know in Soho that are open very late, but I wouldn't want to say them on the pod in case the in case the bloody rosers shut them down. <laughs> are they meant to be shut down? Are they are they licensed then? One of them is licensed, and one of them is absolutely illegal. <laughs> one of them is just in someone's house. I love the idea of you at an illegal rave, Sean. In your I'm... in your little in your slippers, in your your robe. <laughs> Hello, could I have a hot toddy, please? <laughs> How often do you go to illegal raves, Sean? Oh, it's not an illegal rave. Not, I wouldn't say it's a rave. It's just a bar where they sell cans of garlic. How often do you go to so, bars yeah. that sell cans of garlic? Every fucking night. Every fucking night, Johnny. It's where I learn all of my political opinions. Um, it is a shame that. It's a shame you didn't get to heaven, but I suppose it's your fault for not having ID. Do you? Have, why don't you have ID with you, Johnny? Well, I didn't want to take my passport, and I've got a provisional driving licence. I'm learning how to drive, Sean. So that's not happening yet, but it's going to okay, happen soon. Okay, wait. But, right, we are definitely talking about that. Okay. <laughs> what, um, what do you mean? So you didn't have your provisional with you? No. But I just thought my face is... I think in Manchester I never get ID. Because I'm, I'm an old... I'm, I'm not... I'm very surprised you were ID'd. Yeah, I'm, I'm very not, surprised you were ID'd. And I, think... I, I, I do think they were just trying to find a convenient way of not letting you in. <laughs> No. Had you shat yourself or something? Is there, is there some element of the story? Obviously, there was shit in my pants. I mean, I just thought that went without saying. <laughs> but they I, they said it's because they want... I, I think it's to stop crime somehow. 
<laughs> I, I, we I can't was... let Johnny Pelham in here. For all hell will break loose. <laughs> all these men will be falling themselves, falling on top of themselves to get to him. That is, that is a problem I have. Mm. I'm just too sexy for my own good. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's a there's a place in Stockwell called the Swan, and I was talking about it last night actually to someone. Apparently, it's like a big Irish barn bar. It's open till four a.m. every night, and apparently, it's brilliant in the sense that it's absolutely awful and unbearable. <laughs> and I really want to go soon. You should go. That sounds very fun. Yeah, there's a couple of places actually around the corner from me now that have started opening very late on the weekend. Like That's very interesting. Late. Like, do you think? The Hamlet is opening very late. Porky's Wine Bar is all has always opened very late, like twenty four mm. hours. But it's not for people like me. Porky's Wine Bar. What? Who's it for? It feels like it's not for the white people. Oh, really? Is that? A, I mean, I'm not. I don't think that's a horrible thing to say. What do you think would happen if you went in there? Do you think you'd get probably cold? nothing. Would you get I don't think anything. Cracker? I don't think anything would happen. I just. You think you'd, co- you'd get called a cracker? We were once taught. I was once told that in an Uber. They went, "That place is not for you." <laughs> by someone by who'd been driver, there. by the driver was he black yeah right I think you should go in there I think that's what the, the first failing better um, like social should be in there <laughs> it is really cool I always look in there I always get very confused yeah, let's I don't go know. in let's go in alright next time you're down in London we'll go to Paul we'll, we'll have a night out in uh, I, I've sort of given away where I live there <laughs> I, I don't think it matters I try and I mean, this, is a, this is everyone's favourite podcast, I and mean, we're not ill feeling or ill will towards it. Yeah, there's, soon there's going to be a, a fairly better walking tour around South London. Where they go to the Swan, Porky's. <laughs> of course, the, legenda- the legendary Chicken Cottage opened late for sure. <laughs> it's peculiar. You live really close to where I used to live. Well, not that close, but relatively close in London. Yeah, very close. Very yeah, close. Yeah. yeah. How peculiar. We've been to the same haunts. The same old haunts. Um, just sadly, years apart. Well, I used to I used to live around the corner from you when you still lived there. I used to go around your house a lot. I know, but I we never we never we never did we ever hang out sober when we were both in London together. I think we we had a few coffees. I don't oh. think we hung up, but not many sober 
<laughs> it wasn't a very sober time in both of our lives. No, that is true. That I, is I, yeah, true. I remember a lot of times just ending up in your house <laughs> and just not knowing what the fuck was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and there were like people there who I literally had never heard of talking to me. Like we were best friends. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> it was such a weird house. Was a have called... you explained it? Have you ever talked about that old house? The, I mean, it's a legendary... It's a legendary comedian's house that you lived in in, in Streatham. Every time I every time I talk to people and they find out I live in that house, I one talk one person oh I'm probably in that house you had to shit in the garden. <laughs> and that was just that was just something you believed about where I lived. Like, oh, it yeah. is it has become sort of mythic on the circuit, <laughs> this house. It was a fun house. It was a sort of there was, I mean, to put it was basically. House, it, I mean, explain it to the listeners. Yeah. Basically, it was a house where the rent was two hundred and fifty pound a month, which in London is like insanely cheap. Yeah. Uh, and someone, we no one knew uh, why it was so cheap, and and all we knew is we couldn't complain about anything because we we assumed the landlord and estate agents had just forgotten about it. Yeah. So we just like put the money in people's accounts and. If anything broke, we could never tell anyone about it. And then, and, and crucially, none of you had the gumption to fix it or attempt. To no, no, none of mended. us. None of us tried to fix it ever. So it was just, it was a falling apart house. And then, no it was one a, knew. A beautiful old build. The thing is, it was actually a beautiful. Like, was it detached? Yeah, yeah. it was a beautiful it was, house. It yeah. had like a garden. It was like on a lovely street. <laughs> it was just like it's like animal house in there. <laughs> we were dragging the property prices down by so much. And um, and no one knew who the original person who was in the house was. So it got so no one knew who. Basically, no one knew who the fuck anyone was, um, or like how we'd come to get this house. And Bobby Mayer had just moved in. Who's like a very funny comedian had just moved in all his mates in, and so it was just. Bobby was. It felt like Bobby was like the first of the new generation of comedians. And I think, like, I think so. he was the linchpin who got a lot of people. And and there was a guy called Racist Benny who would come on Tuesday and just bring everyone free cocaine. <laughs> so so every Christ. Tuesday, just a man, and he um who would just bring us free cocaine. And that's not you're never going to get your life together if you've got someone bringing you free cocaine on a Tuesday. I lived around the corner. I was living in sort of Tooting Beck, but on the border of Streatham and Tooting Beck. And I was with him with like two professional women. <laughs> And then they'd be like, where are you going? Oh, I'm just going around my mate's house. And I would like crawl back in at like 4am. One of them was getting up for work. I was just such a joke to these people. But the thing is, in that, everyone in that house had depression. We were like, because it was too hedonistic and mad. But um, afterwards, we all realised we were all fucked. But in the time, it was just so much fun. It was a very fun house. Yeah, it's a good part of town as well. Like, there's a lot of cafe. I think we went to, we used to go to Boyce a lot. We used to go to Boyce the Rocker, me and you. We, I love Boyster Rocker. That was where that was when I first fell in love with expensive eggs in Boyster Rocker. You always remember where you fell in love with expensive eggs. Because I would be like, I would be like, what? in like ten pound for an egg? Who the fuck would pay that? And then about three months later, I was like, gotta go to Boyster for my eggs. You know, it's closed now, unfortunately. I know that's very sad. That's a real. It's sad... been replaced though by a nice. By something similar. By basically the exact same place. Yeah, Run by the was, it was people. it was the beginning of gentrification around that area, wasn't it? Yes, I would say so. And my moving in was the was the end of <laughs> gentrification. <laughs> well, when, I don't when know. someone eventually the property owners came because the, the house got shut. I think by the I don't really know what. Basically, the people who owned it came back and they knocked on the door, and one of our flatmates was there just in his like underwear, 
this like African family just came up, what have you done to my house? Why are you not at work? <laughs> and he was just like... So he, you finally met the landlord? I didn't. I was out by that point. But well, apparently... That was always the rumour was that he lived in another country and he, he was dead. I think what happened was he... When some, one of his family... They were definitely African heritage, came back and were fuming. Like West African. Yeah. And they were fuming with what had happened to the house. Because, I mean, we'd... We'd fucked it. <laughs> it's not, it's not two ways to say it. We'd fucked well, it's not like he. It's not like they were active landlords. That like I do think eventually, like it's not all on you. I mean, if, yeah. if you've had years and years of tenants not knowing who their landlord is, and you've totally. kept taking money from them, and you've never checked in on the place, and you've never sent anyone to investigate it, it isn't all on the tenants. No, a hundred percent. And I mean, we we. It was a fun house. It was. It, I'm really glad I lived it because now I've no sense. Johnny, I didn't really cry. No, I was burping. <laughs> it, just, it felt like you were getting very sort of stirred up by memories of this horrible yeah. den that you used to live in. Horrible den. I remember the worst thing was when we came in and there was just a mammal-sized shit on the settee. That was a real sad lower point. That was like a week one. When you say mammal-sized, you mean the size that a mammal would do? Or yeah. do you mean it was the size of a mammal? <laughs> the size a mammal would do. I'd say definitely no... You know a human is a mammal? Yeah, that's what, that's what, because it could have been a human shit. That's what's still up for grabs, really. So either one of our well, flatmates... What else could it have been? Who, what other, fox, what other was, mammals? Oh, a fox. Yeah, there was a fox that you used to... I think the fox quite enjoyed the house. <laughs> and sort of thought it was yeah. his house as well. Yeah, sure. <laughs> makes a lot of sense. <laughs> oh, God. It was a fun time, though. Fun time to be alive. Wow. We should go. We should put that. We can put that on the walking tour. Maybe we should do that. We'll do a failing better walking tour around yeah. South London. <laughs> you can go to one of our favourite hangouts, and we might be in there one day. And you could yeah, one day we us. might be in there. We, we almost certainly won't be. <laughs> you might be. Be plausible. You and me. Yes, I, I still live around there. Um, still live there, bobbing and weaving, popping around the old South London. No complaints. How do you? Let's have a meta chat. Sean, about how the podcast is going. Do you think it's oh, better without dear. the self? Im- no, no, I'm not even. I don't think. Is this shit? <laughs> is this shit? Here it is. This is, this is the is this shit section of. The I think this might be shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think it's any shitter than if we would if we had a structure. I know what you mean. Do you want me to so, get? So, do you want me to get my random number generator out? I abs- I want nothing less than that. Okay, because it's always just to let you know, it's always there as an option. That's to you, Luke. Two listeners, failingbetterpod at gmail.com If you like the na- random number generator, some feedback would be helpful here. Actually, genuinely, this is: Do you enjoy the loose, structureless format, or would you like more structure? Do you we've got like structure. We have. We've got structure. We had a chat before about what things you want to talk about. You said that dogs. Yeah, we can did talk. a list. We you said dogs can talk. You want to talk <laughs> about that? <laughs> I do want to do that. So, um. According to AI, they're trying to do AI at the moment. Who's AI? Was it according work... to AI? Um, scientists are using AI to try and decipher different tones and pitches in uh, noise that uh, animals make. And with one day the hope of having like a Google Translate system to be able to so say your dog woofs and go, that's the pitch, that's the tone, and uh, be a chat to your dog. Do you believe that? I am curious as to whether um, animals can communicate. My recording has stopped. Oh, what the fuck? Mine hasn't. 
Does it, do we need to? We don't really, do we? No, we don't need to. All right, great. Um, Sean's by the way, no by the way, by the way, listeners, please just give us a five star review on iTunes, please, <laughs> and sign up to the Patreon. Please, the Patreon's really all the good stuff goes there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patreon.com/slash/failingbetter. By the way, if you really want to sign up, and it is really good. You get extra stuff every every day, every week, <laughs> every day. If you choose to repeat listening to some of the stuff, and you should, you should. Yeah. yeah. Um, See, I, I, I wonder if dogs, when they bark or, like, are communicating in some form of way, and I presume they must be, but what do you think about that? I think they are... Um, I think they're communicating something to us, but I don't think we want to know what it is. Well, that's my fear. Is that I'd hate if my dog turned out to be a real dick. I reckon your dog is a homophobe. Well, yeah, or, like, you know... Sexist get this, or get this yeah. Jewish guest out of my house. I'm like, whoa, yeah, yeah, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, well, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. why, but why are we trying to communicate with animals? How would that be lovely? What What are we going to achieve by communicating with animals? Sean, what, I they could... say, what they say, they're not going to say anything good, are they? They're not going to be as but... good as, like, look, admittedly, me and you are sort of on that level, <laughs> intellectually, and in terms of conversation. I mean, if my but dog Most people don't speak. want to talk to us. They don't want to talk to a pigeon. But wouldn't it be good if, if my if my dog was able to say I love you, John? That would make me so happy. <laughs> Why? Because that's all I want them to think. It's really let's be honest about this dog. I've stolen her from her mum, sort of trapped her in my house and feed her. So she You basically need you need confirmation that Stockholm syndrome is truly set in. Yeah, I just want the dog yeah. to go, John, I love you and I'm glad you made all those decisions which probably seem quite horrifying when you talk about them logically. <laughs> That's what you want your dog to... You want your dog to say, John, I love you, and I'm really glad with all the decisions you made. Yeah. <laughs> I think what you want is a mum. <laughs> no, I want it from my dog. I want my dog to say, John, I'm glad I'm glad you stole me from my mum. I don't think I don't think we'll ever get to the bottom of what these fucking idiots are on about. Especially dogs. Dogs are so dumb. Take that back. My dog's the smartest mammal in any room. <laughs> any room you with you in. in. Any room in your house. You put it in a room with me and fucking Stephen King. And my dog's clever. <laughs> is, that your, is that your idea of a really intelligent person? Stephen King. You is and Stephen to... King. <laughs> Stephen King has wrote some exceptional novels. Me, me, Stephen King, and my dog Lilo. My dog Lilo's the cleverest mum in that room. Every time. Every, on any issue. On any, on any, on any issue. <laughs> Any issue. You can talk to my dog about fucking philosophy. You can talk to them about maths. My dog knows everything. I would say there's a danger, though, in letting, um, letting I would say, the private sector AI, mm. uh, which it probably will be, dictate to the human race what animals are saying because it will obviously just make it a porn of advertising. <laughs> and advertisers can just go, oh, yeah, they're saying, buy me this. But, you know. Uh, you, need, you need to update your car insurance. Oh, that's a weird thing for my Jack Russell to say. No, oh, well. <laughs> I would hate Jack it. Jack Russell, do you have any good deals? Ruff, ruff, ruff. Whoa. <laughs> CompareTheMarket.com. That's what it will the... be like, won't it? What, do you, say, what, think... what, do, you say, what do you say, little snake? What are you saying? <laughs> what? Black Adam out in cinemas now? Okay. <laughs> Thanks, snake. You've, you, I love you too, snake. I would, if all um, you want is for your dog to say I love you, then that yeah. makes you an extraordinarily vulnerable pawn of the capitalist system, Johnny. Because your dog can say I love you and then use that to make you do anything you want. Sean, do you not know me? Of course I'm an extremely vulnerable pawn. <laughs> I know you are. I know. <laughs> like, I, 
I'm, I'm saying you'll be you'll be off ten pounds. <laughs> you'll be even more vulnerable than than I had even dreaded. But I think I think I I don't want to give myself over make myself appear overly intelligent. But I think I catch on. <laughs> don't worry, you, you're not making yourself seem overly. <laughs> but if my dog worry. was just talking about how good Starbucks were, I'd eventually be like, wait a minute, maybe my dog isn't the the free authentic being she purports to be. Is that she just a a marketing ploy by? The multinational corporations. But what if Starbucks is what all dogs are talking about? Well, that's, I mean... That's I the issue. To, yeah. I hope then. I hope the dog's just thinking, I've got a good owner, I've got a good life. The thing is, I mean, I don't think... Like, I've got like, a good... Do you think they even know what the concept of an owner is? I, I, I'm almost certain they don't. Because dogs won't really have do they even know property. What, do, do they even know what the concept of a life is? Does, think, your, well, does your dog know that it's alive? Yes. It I, I think your dog, and I don't want to sound too harsh here, is not that different to like a yogurt. Fuck off. My dog is so much better than a yogurt. My well, dog why? is so much in every way. What can it I do that a yogurt can't do? It can look at me and go, oh, John, you're so cute. I'm just... <laughs> what? Where is your dog from? <laughs> <laughs> My dog's the greatest dog in the world. And it's better than a yogurt. All right, how would you my feel? Dog's how would my you dog's feel? better than a yogurt factory. My dog is better than a yogurt factory. It's not better than a yogurt factory. It's your better do- than a yogurt Your dog factory. can't unionise. It can't and it will. <laughs> That's a good idea for a, sh- for a film. Dog, dog union. Dogs unionise. And go, what happens in the film? We, they stand up against all their owners and they go, we're sick of eating out of bowls. We want to eat on the table with the humans. We're sick of being taken for walks on leads. We want to run free. But how That'd do be they... great. And then there's like a dog, Mick Lynch, at the front. And he's like a bulldog. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you something. My members of the dog union have actually been walked over. You know? <laughs> give a dog a bone. Well, how about give a dog some actual pension plan? <laughs> yeah. And stop picking up our poo. It's a violation. <laughs> also, stop picking up our shit. We find it really disgusting, actually. <laughs> Why are you doing that? Like, just leave it. How is the dogs communicate? Is this after? <laughs> is this is it after the, the AI? I think this is a to... really good idea for a film. Do so you dogs? Dog dogs union. unionized. What's it called? The dogs union. Yeah, union for dogs. And do they do dogs like? <laughs> it's called union for dogs. And do dogs homeward like... bound th- homeward bound three union the dogs unionized. I think this is a really good idea, and it can also be a satirical uh, swipe. And the corporations ruining this world. Yeah, yeah, and the humans are like going, "What are we supposed to do? We need our dogs." Yeah. And then there's people going, "Fuck them! We'll get we'll get cheaper dogs from China." <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! We don't need these fucking dogs. And so you get some people like importing like cheap dogs that can't unionize. <clears throat> and then what's their life like? It sounds quite harrowing. The more we go into it, the more I realize it'd be quite a quite a dystopian dystopian film. Well, I suppose it would be. Yes, maybe I mean, we, yes. Maybe we get Bill Murray to play one of the dogs so it keeps it a bit light. <laughs> yeah, that he'll keep it light. <laughs> Bill Murray keeps everything light. So we've got sort of dogs being sort of treated terribly in factories for some reason. I don't really know why the dogs are in the factories. No, no, no. I'm talking. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about. No, you got me all wrong. I'm talking about it's the world as we now know it. Yeah. But you've got an ownership over a dog. I suppose actually, yeah. what I'm basically saying is, the problem is probably more like an anti-slavery film. Than a union yeah. film. Because basically dogs, all dogs who have owners go, right, we're not doing it anymore. Dog union. My, I'm going to Google is... this. I think this is, what, you think your dog's a scab? My dog, there's no way my dog would leave me. I've given her so many tweets. Your dog's, your, I think your dog is, um, 
I fed her some steak the other day. Whitney. She's not leaving. She's not getting a better life. You fed her steak? Yeah, just because she was sat looking at me like on the. I just thought, oh, she'd, she'd like this more than me. Well, that's. Have you ever heard the phrase "spare the rod, spoil the child"? Have you ever heard the phrase "shut the fuck up, Sean"? <laughs> <laughs> Almost every hour of my life, I hear that phrase. <laughs> Dog Union coming soon to cinemas. Rough, rough. What's that, the pooch? You want to go see Dog Union? Okay. My, I'll never let my see. I'll never let, I'll never let my dog see that film. No. Too, I'll keep her blind to the. We'll radicalize it. We'll radicalize yeah. it. That's interesting. What? How would you feel if we watch on TV and it says, "But it'd be as big as the moon landing." Yeah. If you go right, we are about to talk to a dog. Humans and dogs are about to interact for the first time ever, and everyone in the world is watching them, and they've got like yeah. some poodle out there. How would I feel? And they, no, and they and they go and they go. Okay, um, do you have anything you want to say to the human race? Poodle, do you have anything you want to say? And then the poodle just looks out to the camera, looks out at the world, and just goes, "My wife." <laughs> do you How do you feel? I'd feel incredibly disappointed. Wa- 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 yes, I'm a dog. I like a Borat. So why does he have a Kazakhstani fake they just, Kazakhstani? They love, they love Borat. So yours, so how would all I, they do is talk about Borat. The question you're asking, Sean, is how would I feel if it turned out that do- all dogs loved Borat? Yeah, I suppose that is. Ha, is, that, uh, is that, John, you know when you Johnny. know when said, do we need more structure in this? Without <laughs> <laughs> structure, and how then? The question you're asking me is, well, how would I feel if dogs could speak and they all absolutely love Borat? What if they all love Borat? And what if every time a dog is barking, every time they just say, "Put on Borat, put on Borat, <laughs> put Borat on." <laughs> Well, I guess I'd be um, I'd be startled, and uh, it would make me reassess for that cinematic reputation, big time. And it also make me question what dogs were talking about before Bora. <laughs> well, that that and that's how we develop time travel. <laughs> we go. We have to figure out what dogs were talking about before it, and then we go back to what, like nineteen ninety five, and then just talking about nineteen ninety five. Put on Wade's when, world. Put on <laughs> So dogs are real cinephiles in your head. They just like sort of. They just oh, like God, my, dog's they... bar- my dog's literally barking downstairs. <laughs> 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 That's crazy timing. Ruff, 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 I think Borat's about to come on. <laughs> Maybe they'd heard me saying the word Borat and she'd be like, "What? What?" <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, we. That was good. How long's that been? Um, I have no idea, JJ. <laughs> I've never, you've never called me JJ before. I don't, I don't know like why it. I would call you JJ. Well, uh, uh, my second name is Jonathan James. Your second name is Jonathan Jonathan James. So your name yeah, is well, Jonathan Jonathan James Pelham. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Jonathan, Jonathan James James Pelham. So you're, wait, your second, so I can't call you JJ. Yeah, call me JJ. That's like a, that's like if we ever get into morning radio, it'd be called, yeah, yeah. It, won't, it won't be called Johnny and Shaw, we'll be called JJ and the streak. Because I'll, <laughs> I'll be the streak. Why are you the streak? Because you're tall. And thin. Yeah, streak of piss, innit? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I hope I am still thin. I'm going to Mexico next week. I'm not going to be thin after that. What? Are you looking forward to Mexico? That's you in a hat is very funny. What? You in a little somewhere. I'm you not going hat. there just for a hat. You, you've got to wear part, a hat. Big, it's a big part of it. Of course it is. If I was going to Mexico, the main thing I think is I'm going to wear a hat. So right, we'll, we'll talk about this and then we'll end, we'll end this pod. Um, I am going to Mexico. To what go part to- of Mexico? Cancun, Ooh. which is a very sort of touristy, Americanized part, for a bit. 
and then we're going to like another part. How long are you going for? I'm going for a week. And what are you planning to do? I, we sister- are going to yeah. an Indian wedding in Mexico. What the fuck? We're going to like a Sikh wedding, five days. Why are they doing it in Mexico? I guess they can because, do what they want. But because I don't think one of them is Canadian. Yeah. And one of them is Australian. And they didn't Isn't know- the world multicultural now? I mean, that's, that wouldn't have happened before they invented... Flights. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> Is this shit? Is this shit, Johnny? That was the shit I think I've said <laughs> for a while. What do you mean they wouldn't have done this? Would never just, have happened that, before. That's the most multicultural. One's Canada, one's Australia. Yeah, they're... Canada what, with Indian parents. Yeah, Australian with. Is the Australian white? Yeah. And they were, so yeah. and is the white as a white person converted to Sikhism? No, I don't think so. And so are they having an actual Indian wedding or are they just having a No, it's a si- it's a Sikh. It's like a, it's a it's oh. a 5-day full thing. I to I to buy uh what they call potter pajama. Potter pajama. What, what is that? I think it's called potter pajama. It's like Indian like garb to wear I, one of the You days. have to you have to do a tweet. I love it. It's so cool. Their clothes are so much They're better much than better ours. Clothes. They are better it's than so ours. so great. Yeah. Um, so I'm going there. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I've never done anything like this. I've never, done anything remo- I've never been to a destination wedding. I've never been to like a wedding. I've never done that either. I've never done anything like this. I mean, it's costing... Uh, uh, I mean, it's costing enough. It's quite but, arrogant uh, of the family to say, fly, all, fly out to Mexico, I think. Uh, well, I guess but, it makes sense because they didn't want to do it in either of their home nations. Yeah. But why not but, uh, just do it in the UK where you live? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit arrogant to make me go. Yeah, I me, so. f- the husband of the wife who knows them. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, I mean, think we should build this entire wedding around Sean McLaughlin. Who's Sean McLaughlin? Uh, ever heard of feeling better? Feeling better. Maybe we can do the commentary for the wedding. What commentary? What do you mean the commentary? <laughs> we can comment it on the what wedding. What the director's commentary? Yeah. It's not fucking WWE. They don't have like, oh shit, here she comes. Has he forgotten the ring? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. The wife's crying. Oh my god. Oh, Sean's doing a breakdown to try and cheer them up. <laughs> We've got a premise for the wacky bum <laughs> The dogs are, oh, the dogs want Borat. They want Borat. <laughs> Shut up, dogs. This is a lovely moment. So I'm very excited about that. Very excited to be just a, just another one of the hombres out there in uh, in all of Mexico. Get, you're going to get mugged in Mexico. I think I'm, you... I think I'm going to get dragged into some hardcore Ozark shit. <laughs> I love the idea. I, the idea of you just walking around being in Mexico is somehow hilarious. Yeah, it is pretty dumb. It's pretty dumb. Yeah. It's pretty dumb. It like really I've, is. I've done next to no research. As well. I mean, it's a fucking joke. I just imagine you bumping into cactus all the time. That's just what I imagine. Well, I think a lot of that probably stems from your view of Mexico, which seems to just be a Speedy Gonzalez cartoon. <laughs> I think it might be, actually. <laughs> like, it is like an advanced country with, like, roads and infrastructure. I know. It's not just, like, dirt towns and... <laughs> The country's advanced, but you're not. You're, you'll find the country. I will, I will drag the country back 100 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. No, no, no. Very excited to go. Very excited Ooh. to go. Um, I'm staying, in, it's, I'm staying in, for the wedding. We're staying in an all-inclusive place. I've never stayed all-inclusive before. Does that use the alcohol free? 
Yes. Oh, you're going to get shit for sure. I'm going to fuck this up. I'm going to fuck this up. I've my, tour, my tour ends on the Saturday. On the Sunday I fly. It's oh, over. My. Yeah, you might you might be dead. I might be dead. This might be the last ever episode of the podcast. I've never done all because I can't like at, like you know the so you think you're funny that you know there's some parties in Edinburgh where you get like free drinks mm. and I just get smashed at them and they always where like the industry is and I always yeah. just make such a tit of myself. Yeah, I'm not doing anything. I I, I I'm pretty I'm pretty disciplined these days with stuff. I I've got to say I'm pretty good with stuff like that. Though this Christmas I'm planning to have the I'm planning to have the wettest December since. <laughs> Can I just say, wet December sounds disgusting. Yeah, it does sound a bit. I, I meant it in a sort of boozy sense. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm coming to Manchester for a bit. So when, we can... when, when? Uh, I don't know. We'll talk about this. All right. We're not recording. Yeah. <laughs> Let's meet up. We can do loads of pictures. We can do loads of pictures. Well, I tell you what, we could do a walking tour in Manchester. Oh, I can show you all the rabbit holes I go to. That would be lovely. Yeah. All the rabbit holes you go down. Yeah. And here I am, a little Alice in Johnny Perham's proverbial wonderland. And let me tell you, it's pretty scary. <laughs> you lose yourself. Oh, God. It's, it's just... Anyway. Is this shit? <laughs> it is shit. It is shit. Anyway, um, welcome back to the pod, listeners. This it's is the, this is the, the second, second the second of the welcome back eps. It's a pleasure talking to you again. It's lovely talking to you. And I hope I'm talking honestly. to the listeners. I'm not talking to you. Well, you're not talking to them. I mean, you're, you're talking to me. Yeah, I'm talking to them through you. Yeah, yeah, but you're talking to me more. I'd say you're 80% talking to me and 20% talking to them. Well, it's nice to talk to you again the, as well, the only, Johnny, thing, the only difference between talking to me is that you've just edited 20% of what you'd normally say. <laughs> so that it's airable. That's the only difference. Well, I wouldn't say I'm that kind of guy. Um, well, I think we should just wrap this one up. We'll see you next Tuesday, listeners. Like a present, let's wrap it up and pop it under the tree. <laughs> Okay. Is there like a course you could go on to like learn how to have a conversation? I slept very badly today. I think it's I think the I think the, the podcast has been impacted by my lack of sleep. Fair enough. Um do subscribe, do keep listening. Listen to old episodes. If this is your first time listening to the show, listen to all the old episodes. They are pretty good. They're pretty funny. We talk about self help at the early ones and then it kind of all goes off the rails. Um And let us know if you do want self help back or if you think just let us know how you found this new app. Do you like the the free form jazz that we're doing? Or would you prefer for more structured jazz? <laughs> Built around a traditional three bar blues or something. Yeah, let us know. What are your opinion on jazz? Um email us. At failingpetapod at gmail.com. Got it in one, Johnny. <laughs> Follow the Patreon or sign up to the Patreon for as little as three pounds a month. Three pounds a month. You can help the podcast. You can get loads of extra content. You can be first on the list for cool stuff like live tickets. We're gonna do online shows. We've got a lot. We've got we've got a, we've got less on our plate now. Yeah. So we're gonna dedicate more time to you, the the average listener. On the license, my plate's filling up a bit. Is it? Yeah. Well, what's going on with your plate? I just got a few other things. In the in the old in the old pipeline. Well, there we go then. Well, it's been a good run. We've had we've had two <laughs> two episodes back. See you in two months, I suppose. <laughs> now we'll see you next week, everyone. See Thank you, you so week. much, Goodbye. and God uh, bless the Chinese. Good people. Good people.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.